right, let's roll the intro. Five, four, three, two, one. Back to Doncic. Doncic pulls up, three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! Doncic wins the game at the buzzer! What you preach, I guess what it's talking trash. <laughs> now they want to pose with me like, uh-uh, not so fast. <laughs> Hello everybody, it is Michael here, back with another video, and in today's video, we're going to be doing a post-game breakdown of Clippers versus Jazz. First, before anything, shout out to Paul George. A true legacy game right here. He was absolutely fantastic. Without the best player on the Clippers... Facing the number one seed in the conference on their home floor. Paul George goes out and puts up 37, 16, and 5 to win this game for the Clippers. And just, again, incredible performance from Paul George. He is a player who's had plenty of his playoff blunders. But he's been great this playoffs. And he was absolutely fantastic that game. Just killing Royce O'Neal on a play-to-play -play basis. Doing so many great things out there. Uh, playing the point guard for a lot of the game. At least playing the point guard role. And he just absolutely killed it. So shout out to Paul George. We criticize Paul George so much. So we have to give him his credit when he's playing great basketball. And this is one of the best games considering all the circumstances that I've ever seen Paul George play. Like, yeah, did he settle for some shots when he probably could have taken it to the basket? Yeah, it's Paul George. What, what do you expect? But he was great this game, man. And I also want to give a ton of credit to the supporting cast for really stepping up and helping him out a lot. Reggie Jackson is just, like, the greatest playoff player of all time, I guess. Like, he's been on a different level to what he normally is. Let's, let's look at Reggie Jackson's playoff stats right here. Reggie Jackson in the playoffs before this game is averaging 15 points on 48% from the field, 44% from three, and 89.5% from the line, which is a 65% true shooting. Yeah, I guess Reggie Jackson is just like the greatest playoff performer of all time, uh, but he was absolutely fantastic this game yet again a bunch of huge shots it felt like whenever the jazz would go on a bit of a run say paul george was sitting on the bench for uh, a couple minutes reggie jackson would stop the bleeding by hitting a big three and slowing down all their momentum just an absolutely great performance from him as well and he continues to really step up for the la clippers and with Kawhi out likely for the rest of the playoffs uh, especially because they're just going to want to treat that injury as safe as they can. They're going to need someone like Reggie Jackson to step up on a consistent basis. And while I never thought I would have said this a year ago, I trust Reggie Jackson to do that because he's consistently done it throughout all of this playoffs. Marcus Morris was a guy who stepped up huge as well. You know, with Kawhi being out, there's obviously a big, big void in shot creation. So someone like Paul, uh, someone like Marcus Morris... Being able to step up as a shot creator alongside Paul George was huge for them. Hit three of his four threes, a bunch of great uh, shots where he's taking his defenders off the dribble, getting into his mid-range area. Great performance from him. 
Terrence Mann had that huge dunk all over Rudy Gobert. Fantastic play from him. Uh, he just brings so much energy to this roster. And I think he is so important to this team for the energy that he does bring on a night-to-night basis. Because a lot of guys on this roster can kind of have this just like lackadaisical approach to the game. But Terrence Mann brings it every single night for all 48 minutes. And you love that. Nicholas Batum, one of the most underrated role players in the entire league, has stepped up huge almost every single game for the Clippers. I thought he was done. He looked awful in Charlotte. But it was clearly more of a thing of him just not caring because this dude can hoop. He is a very, very good role player for this team. And him stepping into that role, playing the small ball center, has worked masterfully. Three of six from three, seven rebounds, four steals, doing all the small things, spacing the floor, just fantastic. I mean, it was such a great performance from everyone in that starting lineup. No one off the bench really did that much. But their starting lineup was great, man. 51% from the field, 40% from three, 82% from the line, 17 assists to 10 turnovers. Just a near perfectly executed game from them. Like, yeah, sometimes could defensive rotations have been a little bit better, I guess. But the Clippers were awesome tonight, man. They played fantastic. Now, going over to the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert, Rudy fucking Gobert, absolute garbage. (laughs) I have never seen in my life someone who is a three-time defensive player of the year, he won defensive player of the year three times, get attacked as, as much as someone like Rudy Gobert. The Clippers are a nightmare matchup for Gobert, and they were exposing him this game, constantly going at him in the pick and roll, making him step out of his comfort zone. And that's the issue with Gobert. Gobert is a fantastic regular season defender. Against a lot of teams, he's going to be a good playoff defender as well. But against a team like the Clippers, with as much perimeter shooting, and versatility as they have he loses almost all his impact because no one is intimidated about him on the perimeter you see role players going at him on a consistent basis it's not like this is just paul george and i mean paul george took advantage of it plenty of times but it's not like it's just paul george taking advantage of rudy gobert's shortcomings it's terrence mann getting the huge poster on him It's uh, Marcus Morris taking him in some isos and getting some mid-range jumpers. Rudy Gobert just doesn't put fear into anyone's heart except for when they're right at the basket. And when the game becomes a more half-court game where everyone is running pick and rolls and each team is trying to space the floor as much as they can, he loses a lot of his impact. Because with someone like Rudy Gobert... With him having a clear size uh, mismatch against a team like the Clippers, who was running so small, you'd think you'd be able to really take advantage of them on the defensive side of the ball. 
but he really can't. Like, yeah, he had 17 points, but these points are not that impactful. He's not changing the game as a scorer. He's not exposing what lineups the Clippers are running. The Clippers are exposing him. And it is a big, big problem. Not only in this series, but going forward with the Jazz. Because the Jazz are a very well-constructed ball club. Do not get me wrong. But Rudy Gobert's issues with him being the highest paid player on this roster will always be something that is there come playoff time. And I never know if with him being on as big of a contract as he is, will he be able to be on a championship roster where teams can really game plan around each other's weaknesses with his weaknesses being so clear? I don't know. It's a very similar question to what I have with Ben Simmons, and my answer is just, I don't know, man. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich was great this... Uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. Fuck. I never mix those two up. Bojan Bogdanovich was great this game. 9 of 17 from 3. 32 points. Fantastic. Royce O'Neal was trying to be this tough guy enforcer on Paul George. That ain't do shit. <laughs> Royce O'Neal was getting bitched the entire night by Paul George. 2 of 8 from 3. Missed a huge 3 in there. He ain't do shit. <laughs> Six fouls, fouled out of the game. And Paul George lived rent-free in that man's head this game. Joe Ingles, one of five from three. Donovan Mitchell really, really struggled in this one. Has not looked the same in these past couple of games, even though he did dominate. I don't remember what quarter was exactly. I think it might have been the third quarter. But he had a big, big uh, quarter against the Clippers last game where he had like 17 and a quarter. Uh, but it's just not been the same. He was settling for a lot of threes. Only five of his shots were not threes. And I do understand that a lot of those threes came at the end of the game where you're just trying to make a run uh, to make a late comeback. But even during the game, he was settling for a lot of threes. And I think that probably has a big, big factor to do with his ankle injury. It's probably causing him to not want to be as aggressive as he would typically be because he's a guy who shoots a lot of threes, but he's also someone who's incredibly aggressive going downhill. So us not seeing that, especially with such a small team in the Clippers, I think definitely shows that this ankle injury is probably more than we're thinking. And it's something that is having long-term effects on him because it's not even just his stats. It's just whole play set and mindset wise. He does not look the uh, same that he has earlier on in the playoffs where he's been one of the best playoff performers consistently of all time in his early career. Uh, the bench really did almost nothing because uh, literally Jordan Clarkson is the only guy who did anything. Jordan Clarkson such a weird experience because literally every shot, even when the shots are going in, Every shot he takes, I'm like, that is a bad shot. And some nights he makes them, some nights he doesn't. He was kind of making them tonight. This is just a really, really bad look for the Jazz. They need Mike Conley back. Without Mike Conley, I think we're finally seeing the limits of having Donovan Mitchell run point guard, which was a successful experiment to a certain extent, but it has its limits to it. Without having another guy who can reliably create his shot and set up the offense, the Jazz offense resorts into a lot of just uh, players swinging the ball around 
until they hope someone can get an open three. It becomes very simplistic, and their defense with Rudy Gobert has gotten exposed. I mean, it was a fantastic performance from the Clippers, though. They deserve all the credit in the world. They got to be really, really happy after this game, but they have to know that this is still a very talented Jazz team with hopefully Mike Conley coming back, and they still have to win one out of these next two games to move on without Kawhi Leonard. But fantastic performance. They showed so much heart, which they typically don't do, and they deserve a ton of credit for that. So, yeah, that's been the video. It's been Michael. Peace out.